This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 and ESPN690.com. Obviously, every every year is a new year, and, and what you did last year doesn't really matter this year. But being able to bring back the number of guys that, that we have coming back, you know, so many guys returning back on offense, guys that, that know the offense, that have, have been in it for, for multiple years and can just kind of build on, on what we did last year. So, yeah, I think it definitely helps us back, especially in this type of situation when we're not able to get in the building and spend a lot of time around each other and the coaching staff. But guys that are already kind of familiar with it, now we're just able to go a little bit more in-depth, in detail uh, on a lot of things that you know we did last year and make small adjustments that can only make it better. Ryan Tannehill sound really. You're trolling me all week, man. Doug Peterson, now the Titans. <laughs> Shots fired, Brent. I feel kind of cool when I say the word trolling. Like, oh yeah, I'm down with the the e- lingo. Easy enough. Easy enough. Let's let's what not. What did I miss the other day? Netflix and chill. Netflix and chill. Yeah. Get get younger, Brent. Come on. All, all the kids are using. That I can't one. wait for uh, Austin's reaction if you start using the word woke. Yeah, that's that's not a Brent Martino term. No, yeah, um, that ain't happening. Listen, I, I've been to the Exodus guy now for a year and a half. If Brent Martino says woke, it's a out of character. That it's not, it's not him, you know. And I'll be disappointed because it's not you. I told you recently, uh, my my daughter heard somebody say lit on oh, yeah, TV. It's lit. it's lit, and she's like, it's lit. Nobody says that anymore. Oh, for real? <laughs> oh, I said it last night. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no one's saying lit. Are people still saying 100? 100? I don't no. think so. Not nearly as much. Coach, what are the kids saying then? Because you're on. Bet. Is bet still the only person the I ever I hear. hear say bet is Marcel Robinson. Marcel Robinson. Yeah. Only person. Yeah. That dude is so outdated. Yeah. <laughs> I don't hear bet at all. No, I hear bet all the time. Do you? And we yeah. have, well, I guess I haven't been in the gym in a while. We have like a bunch of you know younger kids in, in our MMA gym too, and they're up on the stuff. I don't hear him say bet though. You know, I feel like for a little bit there, the Jags. A lot of Jags players in the locker room, I'd overhear them saying bet. Yeah. So it was like, I mean, that's a, a what, younger age group. Was it better when we were actually placing bets, though, in the <laughs> locker room? It wasn't during a Domino's game. Okay. okay. But it that could be part of what that too. means. I mean, there's there's two ways to take bet when, they, when, they say, when you say well, that. Trust me, I saw it firsthand in the locker room, so I'm going to say. <laughs> I, I will say, Marcel Robinson's the only person I hear say that on a regular basis. Yeah. I might just not be around cool enough people. <laughs> I mean, that you is don't it. hear that walking yeah. around the neighborhood? No one's. <laughs> you don't hear the neighbors that, walking I'll by the fireplace every night? If some people in the backyard <laughs> saying bet? No? What's up, bet? What's up, bet? Yeah. Oh, it'd be more like, hey, do you guys want to do a fire tonight? And someone's like, bet. And then you go make a fire. <laughs> like, I, you know, the last time I remember somebody outside of Marcel Robinson saying bet to me? What's that? Was when we had uh, Malik Jackson on at the Senior Bowl. Okay. When he called in, I yeah. remember him saying in that conversation, bet a couple of times. I got you. But very few people have said it. <laughs> so what else is the cool thing? I mean, is that all you got? I mean, you guys have a whole pandemic to figure this stuff out, young yeah. people. That's all you got? Is this, this is your wheelhouse. I, I'm the least cool. No, that's true. But you have Instagram. You should see the comments. <laughs> That's not an excuse for you either. I do have Instagram. I just well, don't use it the very often. It's like, see, see what the kids are saying, man. Let's well, let's tailor our show to the next generation. Let's go. I have uh, slipped on Instagram. I mean, I was doing a good job of posting quite a bit and staying in tune with that, and yeah. now I've dropped that. I mean, it's over, huh? I don't know if it's over, but... You're switching to TikTok. <laughs> yeah. Do you have TikTok? Be honest. No. Are you going to TikTok? No. I mean, just... We should we should we nothing. Go ahead. No, but we should have put we your uh, we should have put his um, Akuda 
guitar playing oh. on TikTok. Oh, you should put the the the, the, the Anakin Gakway Happy Gilmore thing too. On I was going to do that. I would would, be a good TikTok. I would love to make a TikTok for us. The problem is with with our company. If I make a TikTok, then they're going to be like, all right, we need you to post three yeah, times a day. And then it's a, a whole day. thing, and it's I don't want it to be a thing. It's a lot yeah, of work. Yeah. I get it. Some, you're just being lazy. I have a in, in times like these where, you know, you put a little extra effort. It's all good, though. Uh, no worries. Hey, Colin Johnson. Colin Johnson. Am I a little too excited about the Colin Johnson pick? I mean, you it, saw one highlight video, and you pretty much lost your mind. I did. To be honest now. I yeah. said, I, I, I retweeted that five-minute clip. That, that I saw. And I didn't tell him this today when we talked to him, but I did say I fall in love quickly. Why wasn't Colin Johnson a first-round pick? Okay. And Gus Johnson should do every touchdown and catch in the game <laughs> uh, in, in, in the NFL for Colin Johnson. Yeah, I like that. So his highlight reel was good. It was. And I long think too. it was long, too. It was like five minutes. That's good. I, that is good. It's well, better I mean, than I'm the 20 saying, seconds. Man, I, can, right. me, I can show you my two minute well, highlight yeah, reel. Question, like, if, if you're, do you want like is that a thing? Like, it a long tape is better than like a two minute one of just the real good stuff. Yeah. So I made this mistake when I was in high school, coming from a small school in old Scandinavia. Set my highlight tape to everywhere because you know back then we didn't have social media, right? So you had to literally make a VHS tape. My highlight tape was 45 minutes long. Not even lying. It was it was one. It was like literally like three episodes of The Office combined. That, that's how long it was. And um, what do you have in there? You go in the refrigerator hey, at night, Brent. Believe me when I say it, they're all highlights. Okay, and then they're all ESPN top ten highlights that I had for forty five minutes. And um, I heard a little feedback on it down the line, and like, yeah, just send us like. Five minutes worth, but we we don't need forty five minutes of highlight footage. But that's what I had, man. An entire an entire movie. Yeah, but basically, man, that's it's insane. Okay, so here's why I'm excited about Colin Johnson. Seriously, six foot six. That's different than what the Jags have. Yep. Right. We yep. talked about that going in the draft. That's why you like the Pittman, who was six four, and correct. And uh, well, it's Clay Pill, yep. Clay Pill, Clay Pool, Clay Pool, uh, Higgins Clay as Higgins. well. Right. Yep. You had some size that you, you don't really have on this roster like that. Red zone threats, Brent. Six foot six. So I'm excited about that. Mm-hmm. And I think let's be honest, I'm a little bit probably more excited about Colin Johnson because they didn't add a lot on offense. Mm-hmm. So what they gave us on offense was a little bit of a project offensive lineman. So I'm going to kind of push that one aside. But they gave us Chenault and Colin Johnson. That's where the offense can be impacted this year. Correct. You know, unless a running back shows up or an undrafted free agent. But I think that's why there's a level of excitement about Colin Johnson, uh, who was drafted in the fifth round. Hey, good guy, cool guy. I mean, I think you're going to hear that a lot, uh, by the way. This whole draft class is full of them. Yeah. Uh, they really are. And, and again, I, I agree with Doug Marone when he says this. What? Don't knock that. What? Why not celebrate that? Yeah. That's okay. I'm with you, man. Especially I, if you I score agree. touchdowns. Yeah. Uh, and and you win football games. So uh, here he is, Colin Johnson. Caught up with him this afternoon. He's out in San Jose, California. I love this Zoom stuff. We don't have to wait for him to get to Jacksonville. We appreciate him taking a few minutes. From Matthew McConaughey to Gus Johnson mm. to how he fits here in Jacksonville with the Jaguars, and he got a text from Gardner Minshew as well after the draft. My conversation with Colin Johnson. Hey, welcome, Colin Johnson, fifth-round pick of the Jacksonville Jaguars wide receiver from Texas. Adds to uh, a Jaguars offense, hopefully, in 2020. Uh, he's out in San Jose, California. First of all, man, congratulations, and, and I hope you and your family are doing well amidst uh, the coronavirus uh, out there in San Jose. Yeah, thank you so much. We're, we're all doing well, and I'm glad to be here and uh, glad to be a Jaguar. 
Well, it was just a few days ago now that you got drafted. What since then? Uh, the emotions of it, uh, are you still feeling them, or have has that turned the corner a little bit? Uh, you know, definitely still feeling the emotions, but just not um, not the way you feel it on the first day when you get the call and then everyone's calling your phone afterwards and it's, you're just trying to soak it all in and there's just so much going on. So now it's more, um, all right, sit back, let's get a plan, you know, um, in terms of, you know, workouts and I know where I'm going to live. So now I can start thinking a little bit more ahead and I know what, uh, what team I'm going to play for. So kind of those type of emotions, but um, I'm just excited to get to work and excited to be there. And um, I can't wait. You mentioned all those things that go into it now. I almost wonder for you guys, uh, because of the uncertainty of right now, where you don't know if, when there'll be a mini camp or when you can get to Jacksonville or even if they're going to play in September football at the collegiate right. level or even in the NFL, is there almost, does it go from the emotions, the, the celebration to kind of a bit of uncertainty right now in your lives? Um, you know, you can't let the uncertainty kind of overtake the, the celebration. You know, I've been working my whole life and all these guys who got drafted have been working their whole lives for this opportunity. So once I got the call, I was so thankful. Um, but now it's just time to get to work. And like you said, we don't know uh, whether we can get a call in two weeks, a month, two months. Um, you know, first time the team sees us is training camp. If we even have a season, we don't know. Um, at the end of the day, I'm just going to focus on being the best football player I could be. Um, and now for my new team, the Jacksonville Jaguars. So they're going to get my best, and um, I don't care what we're going through. I'm just going to continue to find a way to get better, even during this pandemic, and uh, be ready when my my time comes in Jacksonville. Before moving forward, uh, let me go back to Saturday one more time. Uh, give us a sense of, of how many texts and calls and those kind of things that you got, and was there an image from that day that kind of still plays out? You go to bed at night or you wake up in the morning and you kind of see this image, or maybe it was a text or was it a fun one? Give us a little bit of a sense of, of behind the scenes on your draft day of what you'll remember, maybe even tell your grandkids about someday. Uh, the simple thing, you know, they, they talk about the call. Everyone talks about the call. And I'm just sitting there throughout, you know, three days waiting for my opportunity. Um, and first off, that, that, that process is a lot harder, um, you know, than I thought it would be. So I'm, I'm sitting there and I remember just like being frustrated because obviously I want to, I want to be the best. I felt like I had a good college career and, I, um, I just, you know, it's hard to see 164 people get drafted before you. But at the end of the day, um, it's a part of it. So I was laying on the couch and I remember just like putting my hood on and laying there just frustrated. And then, uh, I remember I heard my phone ring and I looked up and it just said Jaguars on it. And I just had the biggest feeling of relief and I didn't even have the number saved. It just said Jaguars. So that's how I knew it was just official and it was time. And that's the call everyone was talking about. So, um, I'll remember that for the rest of my life. And my whole family was just kind of going crazy. And then I had to tell them to calm down before I answered it. So <laughs> good stuff. Uh, do you think the Jags got a steal at 165 with you? Um, it's not, it's not, how, you know, how you enter the NFL, it's how you leave it. I was actually talking to Coach McCardle, the, the receivers coach, and he was, a, I believe, a 12th round pick. And he, in Maryland, he coached Stephon Diggs, which is a, um, a fifth round pick. So he just tells me all the time, it's not how you enter the NFL, it's how you leave it. Um, so at the end of the day, um, I, you know, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years from now, then I want people to be, you know, answering that question for me. I'm not, I'm not in the position to, to say it was, I, I was still now, but I want to definitely put in the work and prove myself in Jacksonville. So down the road, people could use me as motivation. Like Colin Johnson was a fifth round pick and look what he's done in the NFL.
How much homework have you done in the last few days? Uh, maybe conversations uh, from a coaching staff or, or just kind of looking up Jay Gruden, what he did with six foot six kind of receivers in the past or oh, what kind of homework have you done on the Jags, on the offense, on what you might walk into here in Jackson? Yeah. Um, I've, I've done, I've done homework. I'm still continuing to do more. Um, I think Marquise Colston was one of the receivers that they compared me to in, uh, in the Saints. So I did a little research on him. Uh, big guy, you know, really good at going up and getting the ball. Um, and, and the GM, uh, Caldwell, he, he mentioned, he mentioned that in our phone call. He said he reminds me, I remind him of him. So I did my research on him. I, I've done my research on, um, Jacksonville, my position coach. He played at Jacksonville at a really high level for a long time and, um, played in the league for like 17 years. So I've been continuing to do my research. Uh, Jacksonville, Jacksonville sounds like an amazing place to play and I can't wait to get in there and, I promise they're going to get everything I got. Have you heard from Minshew yet? I have. Right when I got drafted, he actually texted me. Um, and, you know, as you're going through all the text messages, I try to find, like, the important ones first and, like, family and, and people like that that I got to respond, that I want to respond to first. And when I saw Minshew, I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. He reached out um, this early. So that honestly, you know, meant a lot to me. Just a simple, you know, act like that meant a lot to me, but I'm just excited to get to work with him. And that's what I said. I said, thank you for the congratulations. And I can't wait to get to work. Do you get the sense kind of, I guess we feel around here like, Hey, six foot six guy, that's a red zone guy to start. And then who knows where it goes from there. But do you get the sense that, I mean, that is what you bring to the NFL, at least in the immediate. Um, I think, I think in the immediate, you know, for sure, you can't teach six foot six, uh, you know, and I remember, I'm talking to my agent, talking to my family, and they kept saying, whoever drafts you is going to have a, a plan for you because uh, being six foot six, some teams overlook that and don't like that, and some teams like that. Um, and But whoever drafts me is going to have a plan for me. So I'm trusting, you know, they're going to have a plan for me, whether it's in the red zone or whatever. But right now my main focus is to make the team. I want to make the 53-man roster, and I'll do whatever whatever it takes. You know, I'll play I'll play every special team. If it, if it comes to that, I'll play. Um, slot outside only in the red zone like I'll play offensive tackle I don't care like that's my mindset like I just want to figure out a way to make the team and I'll go from there and continue to take steps towards being the complete player I know I can be somebody put like a five minute uh, highlight reel out of you and and I I tweeted after that I saw it I said I don't know why this guy wasn't a first round pick but what really jumped out at me was the Gus Johnson calls is 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 a Gus Johnson (laughs) called highlight better than a a regular touchdown or a regular catch (laughs) Oh my gosh. Uh, is that the announcer you're talking about? Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. He makes me look a lot better than I probably am with his, him announcing. He's, he's screaming. It'll be like a simple first down catch and he'd be like, Johnson. <laughs> so it's, uh, uh, that's funny. Um, yeah. People at Texas always like try to imitate his voice when they see me or I make a catch in practice saying Johnson real loud. But, um, he was definitely a fun one. He was probably my favorite announcer in uh, college for sure. Yeah, no doubt about it. Hey, your brother uh, is still at Texas, right? He just graduated. We both graduated in December. Okay, so how was that? What, what was that dynamic like? Obviously, you guys must be pretty close. Yeah, we're you know we're pretty close, and the dynamic was cool. We obviously, um, I'm sorry, all these birds in the background. Oh, you're fine, mind. man. It adds to it. <laughs> it adds to it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, my brother, it's a it's a dream, right? Uh, you you play football and Pop Warner together, high school together, and in college together. Um, and, and, you know, unfortunately it didn't go the exact way we had planned because of injury to him and 
when he finally got a chance on the field, I was hurt my senior year, so it was kind of back and forth. But we got a chance to play together on special teams and, more importantly, just go through the process together. So it was really special. We uh, we see Matthew McConaughey in that and and throwing up the horns there a little bit and always at a Texas game on Saturdays. Is he really that close to the program? I mean, no, he's, was that kind of cool? Very cool, very cool. Um, uh, very close. One of the biggest Texas fans I know, and it's like, how are you a fan of us? Like we're all fans of you, but he's just a genuine guy. He can have a conversation with anybody. He'll sit there and he'll talk to, you know, Sam Menlinger, the, the starting quarterback, or he'll talk to a walk-on that not many people know, knows his name. Like, he's that type of guy. He just loves talking ball, football, and he's always around the program just for the um, in the most genuine way. So uh, he, he's a huge support system for myself and all of UT, and it's really great to have him. Hey, how hard is it going to be to pick a place in Jacksonville, even though you might not get here for a while? I mean, you don't want to be going through all that stuff, right, during camp and when you're getting here. uh you said your position coach talked about it, but what do you know about Jacksonville? How much homework are you doing about the, the 904? Yeah, I've been I've been doing my my homework a little bit on, on Duval. That's the county, right? Everyone says yeah, Duval. Yeah, so hey, I've you're off to a good homework. start. <laughs> I'm off to a good start for sure. Um, and in terms of Jacksonville, man, all I know is uh, it sounds like a great place to live and. Uh, you know, you got the beach, you got you got the the lakes, you got basically it all. So I'm just uh, I'm trying to you know look at some neighborhoods I like and stuff. But like I said, my main focus is you know making a team. But I'll have an idea of where I want to live once I get there, and uh, you know I may stay in the hotel. I think the team puts you up for a little bit, and then but I definitely will have an idea once that time comes. West Coast guy living on the East Coast is is that okay? Oh, absolutely, man. I'm slowly making my way to the East Coast. You know, born in California, went to Texas, and now I'm in Florida. So not not bad places to be uh, throughout my, my football career, you know, thus far. But um, like I said, I'm excited. Florida's a great place. Heard great things about it. Um, and Jacksonville sounds like a community uh, that, that really, really loves their football. And I'm excited to do everything I can to help them win games and, uh, you know, help, help them just get put back on the map, you know. So I'm just excited. Very cool, man. Hey, last one for you. Uh, without you, you work so hard getting into the draft process, you know, uh, from the end of the season, I always say that you guys don't really get a break. Well, now you're kind of getting a break, even though it's unplanned because of what's going on in the world right now. Are you, are you taking advantage of that? Are you, you're resting your body? What do you do to kind of stay ready, both mentally and physically, but also maybe stay fresh for what's about to come in this, in this season? Yeah, I think it's all about perspective, you know. Um, life is literally on pause per se. Like it's 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 different. So but now's the time to do things that you maybe didn't have time to do earlier, like just, you know, read a book, spend time with your family, go on a hike, um, you know, like um uh, me me and my girlfriend are out in her front yard doing gardening work like just for fun. She was like, I wanna garden. I was like, Well, I got nothing else to do now besides workouts, so I'll help you garden, like just that type of that type of deal, you know, you can do whatever you want. So it's about relaxing, enjoying the little things, but also um, figuring out time to put in the work. So I work out every day. Um, you know, we got weights in the backyard, and I go go to a few fields around here that I know that I can do conditioning and route running at. Colin Johnson, uh, great to talk to you, man. Can't wait to see you scoring some touchdowns in a Jags uniform. Thank you, Brent. Can't wait. My favorite part of the interview with Colin Johnson, mm-hmm. I've done interviews for 20 years. And I'm not really sure anybody, especially a player, has ever finished the interview with, thanks, Brent. Yeah. I mean, listen, this guy was made for interviews, right? Like, he was 
It was a good interview. The, 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 the guy's a very great talker, and um, we kind of talked about it before the segment a little bit. If you're in college right now, and if you're a, if you're a student athlete, and you want an idea of who to kind of set your social media to, follow Colin Johnson. Yeah. Okay. Because, Tell him about it. You've got great perspective yeah. here. This might be. A, this is really good. Yeah. So Colin Johnson, his senior year. Well, first of all, we should start by saying the fact that he went back his senior year is something in itself. Right, because everyone was saying, "Come out your junior year. You got the talent. You got the size. Obviously, come out your junior year and go to the NFL, make your money." And he opted not to do that for a couple reasons. Number one, one win a Big Twelve championship. Obviously, didn't do that, unfortunately. Number two, wanted to play with his brother. He mentioned his brother a little bit. They each had injuries mm-hmm. during conflicting seasons, so he never had a chance to share the field with his brother. Well, he did this past season. And then, you know, the third reason why he came back was because unfinished business. Right, I got to talk about that a little bit with the championship. So. To me, it says a lot about who he is as a person already from the fact that he wanted to graduate, you know, he wanted to play with his brother, and he wanted to win a championship. So you like to hear that stuff. But why I'm a big fan of this kid is his YouTube channel, okay? He set up a YouTube channel during the season that kind of gives you behind-the-scenes access a little bit, obviously, of the Texas football program, okay? Now, to some people, it's like, well, is that really big a deal? Like, you know, I'm sitting here in Jacksonville. Well, what's the big deal about that? Keep in mind. He's at Texas. Texas is a, um, they have a great following, right? So he set up a YouTube account, obviously didn't get any monetary value off that, didn't make any money off it, but he's got the followers. He has the subscribers. So by the time he shared the videos of him getting drafted and all that stuff, by the time he got to the league, he's got something there. You know, and it's like he invested his senior year in this YouTube account, and now that he's in the, in the pros, he can make money off it. It's something there. It's something yeah. a little extra. So smart. it's pretty cool. Very smart. smart. And also, like you had mentioned, uh, just to, like a little blueprint, perhaps. Exactly. For when well, what we talked about earlier yeah. in the show, the NCAA allowing some new things happening exactly. down the road in 2021-2022, you could maybe do things like this. Listen, in terms of access, fans eat that up. Fans want to see behind the scenes. Fans want to see in the locker room. Fans want to see players just outside the field but in their normal lives as well. That's what he brought to YouTube, well, you know, and I think more people are going to follow that suit. So, and I, I'm just taking it from that comment to some of the YouTubers that I know. They essentially have a crew that follows them and does videos and stuff like that. So, will it get to a point where, you know, college teams are like, no, we can't, you can't have an entire crew here for five different players See, filming I, I, and doing that, a thing? It's really funny you say that in college because it's happened in the NFL a little bit. In fact, last year, Dewan Smoot yeah. had his own crew yeah. out there filming stuff for his social media. Mm-hmm. And I can't imagine you could. It's hard to say no. You want to welcome some of that, but you also couldn't have 30 players having three or four guys. Well, no, and listen, I don't think people, I mean, necessarily really eat that up. Like, I think what makes, you know, Colin Johnson's YouTube page so great is because it's not that. It's not overly produced. It's him in a car talking to a teammate. Yeah, a day in the life. Or, or it's yeah. him, like, in the locker room just talking to somebody. Like, people can, I think, even associate with more of that than as opposed to having this big production and all this stuff around it. Yeah, I think the, the more raw, authentic stuff. These days, people eat that up. They like that. Correct. Uh, by the way, he mentioned Gus Johnson. Yeah. And it is funny. You know, Gus Johnson, I love him. I mean, he's fantastic, the energy he brings. But I, I wanted to get his reaction because in that highlight reel, there's a lot of Gus Johnson. Sure. Gus Johnson does a lot of the Big 12 games on Fox. And he, he nailed it. He said it's it's something different when he broadcasts your games and you make a catch for a first down and it sounds like a, a touchdown. Listen to some of the Gus Johnson calls from uh, Colin Johnson catching passes at Texas. Ellinger steps into his throwing, delivers a dart. Colin Johnson, look at the run after the catch. All six, six of him. 
Kenneth Murray had to track him down from behind. Second down and eight at the nine-yard line. Ellinger goes to the sideline, and it's caught at the 29-yard line. On second and eight, they'll pick up 20 yards. Colin Johnson hauls it in. Here's the pass. Ellinger underneath. Colin Johnson. He won't go drop that one, partner. Because look at this. Full extension, and he brings it in. Hello, Cuts. Johnson on Colin Johnson from the Oklahoma-Texas game. Uh, Colin Johnson, I think he's going to be a lot of fun around here uh, in Jacksonville. I'm really excited to see how they use him in Chenault. I, I really am. Now, listen, I might be overplaying a bit. Uh, you got to make the adjustment to the NFL. you got to get acclimated. you got to earn your stripes, all that. I, I understand. But those two guys do bring a different element, and, and I'm at least happy with that. Did they get enough on offense? Did they do as much as a lot of fans wanted them to do? Probably not, yeah. but they did add two elements that just have not existed. And 6'6 guy, at least in the red zone, and Chenault is like playing a video game yeah. where you can use him. Well, and you got to think, too, him and Gardner Minshew should get along just fine, right? Because coming from University of Texas, where Sam Ellinger is kind of the character of himself, right? Sam Ellinger He's got the celebrations. He's got the swag. Well, now he's in the locker room with Garner Minshew, so he doesn't really miss a step there. So I'm, I'm curious to see not only can they develop a chemistry in the locker room, but also on the field as well. The Jaguars have 90 players on their roster. They just drafted 12 and signed 18 undrafted free agents. 30 of the 90 are rookies. <laughs> One third of the roster. Crazy. <laughs> rookies. Crazy. I mean, that's probably not that far off than what you know. Maybe you sign 14 undrafteds and mm-hmm. you draft eight. Mm-hmm. So, But 30 out of 90 just seems wow. And then on top of that, think about some of the guys they're relying on. Minshew, second-year guy. Jawan Taylor, second-year guy. Josh Allen. Josh Allen, second-year guy. DJ Chark, third-year guy. Mm-hmm. And, and we could go on and on, but you get the point. It is a young football team. But that could make it a really fun football team. Sometimes what you don't know. I mean, yeah, it could be fun. I mean, how successful is that going to be? We'll see. You know. Yeah, does age win? Uh, listen, they they got faster. Experience They got helps. younger. Yeah. Experience certainly helps. Yeah. Do they have enough of it with Brandon yep. Linder, with Chris Conley, with those kind of guys in the lot? Well, I would think Miles Jack can now be that older guy. Joe Schobert, kind of an older guy, right? Yep. I mean, do they have enough of that presence on the roster? We'll find out. Yeah. I'll tell you, when we come back, man, we got more news on Telvin Smith. Oh, yeah, he's been charged. All right, uh, we'll get the latest on Telvin Smith. I do have a thought on Colin Kaepernick. It's a random one, and it might be a foolish one, but I'm going to bring it up anyway. It's coming up next on Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Hey, welcome back. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Uh, Austin Lane told you moments ago before we went to break that we have some new news on Telvin Smith. And uh, we've been following the story the entire afternoon. Uh, We knew something was up and was going down. And, uh, well, it has gone down for the 29-year-old former Jags player. Telvin Smith is in custody, um, in jail, and charged with unlawful sexual activity with certain minors. I am not a lawyer. And I don't know if minor would normally be plural there or not, but I read it as plural. So that's the latest on Telvin Smith. Unlawful sexual activity with certain minors, $50,000 bond, 
and uh, rested this afternoon and booked at 520, so just a short time ago. Now, I'll, I'll tell you this, just to go back on this story for a moment, we've been talking uh, about it a little bit, top of the show, and then and then even uh, during the 4 o'clock hour. So if you want to catch up on, on the Telvin Smith, Smith saga, you can do so, uh, as always. I'm just going to give you what happened in the last, oh, I would say six months now, going back to November. Initial police presence at his house. And people wondered. It was on his property that he owned. Was it Telvin Smith? They had actually taken a vehicle uh, at that time um, off his property. And that was that. For every couple of weeks and month, I will tell you, at our Action News Jacks uh, news department, we questioned JSO. Anything new? Anything new? Still under investigation. Still under investigation. Now, did we hear that sexual activity with minors could be part of this? Absolutely. We heard uh, that earlier in the show was something I was unwilling to share until we got more information on. And so now that he's been charged, sexual activity with certain minors, unlawful sexual activity with certain minors, gives us a little bit more of an indication of what was being investigated over the last few months. I just want to update you on the story in the last 24 hours. This is, to me, it's just ironic that this news comes down today because this morning – Around 10 o'clock, I emailed our news desk and asked them if they had anything new on Telvin Smith. And they did not, but they said, we'll check in with JSO. Well, by 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock this afternoon, I'm getting texts from our newsroom asking, hey, are you hearing that there's SWAT team outside of Telvin's house in Queens Harbor again? And that led to, well, a confirmation there was police activity. Then he was taken into custody and neighbors saw that happen. And now him being booked for charges of unlawful sexual activity with certain minors. Uh, I'm not trying to tell you that the, the two are related. I We checked with JSO today. I just think the timing was unbel- was just, in my mind, baffling that we actually checked in on Telvin Smith's situation this morning and hadn't really heard much in about two months And then this afternoon, he was arrested after a very long investigation. To me, it was a long investigation. Maybe this is normal. But this we're talking six months ago, they first started investigating something on Telvin Smith. He has since been taken into custody. I will also tell you why the police presence. There was a chance, at least somebody told me this, and and again, this is kind of secondhand, but somebody said in these processes that they may have asked him to turn himself in, and he Mm. didn't. And so, therefore, they went to the house to get him and take him into custody, and therefore the SWAT team is also brought out just as a precaution. So that's why some of that activity was going on. Maybe the last two or three days they asked him to turn himself in, and he did not. But the latest is Telvin Smith, former Jags linebacker, former Jags pro bowler, fifth-round pick, is now in jail in Jacksonville and charged with unlawful sexual activity with certain minors and a $50,000 bond. So according to the Florida government website, you know, this is pretty uh, reliable information. Um, the unlawful sexual activity with certain minors, it states that it can be either one or multiple. So just because it says minors and it's plural okay. doesn't mean it's actually plural. I was curious now, about I, that. I'm not Thanks. sure what it is, obviously, but that's that's what it means. So just thought I'd clear that up a little bit. Yeah, that's a good clarification. Yeah. I, I, <clears throat> listen, I think we were afraid of this for Telvin Smith. It, it, there's two different parts of this stuff that goes on, in my opinion. One, it's the football side. And as a a sports show, and we talk Jaguars a ton, 
and we follow the Jags very closely, obviously, and have for a long time. You played for the Jags, so you know of these kind of situations around the NFL anyway. But from a football standpoint, this guy was a pro bowler. He was a good player, and then bam, all of a sudden, everybody wants to say, like, last year's downfall and and – uh, you know, this, the beef with management and everything else started with Jalen Ramsey and what he what transpired, or maybe even Yannick Ngakwe in terms of holding out. Mm-hmm. It really started with Telvin Smith to some degree. Well, I, one can think it started with Tom Coughlin actually saying that he expects 100% well, participation. Well, and, but even that is related to Telvin Smith because yeah. he didn't show up for OTAs. Correct. So that's a very good point. So from a football standpoint, it was that side of it. But I always say Telvin Smith got forgotten quickly. It was like, okay, he's not playing football, see you later. Now, he didn't have a great year in 2018, and he's also leaving $10 million on the table to not play. So his reasoning for not playing had to be pretty substantial, in my opinion. And I will once again say I've heard various reasons, and I think it was a multitude of reasons why he didn't play, unrelated to this, everything I've heard, that he didn't play. But now you can fast forward to really the more important side, and that's now this after football. What's going on with Telvin Smith, the guy that we saw at a Reigns High School football game on a Friday night, looked like he weighed 170 pounds, mm-hmm. was not ready to play football. Uh, a guy that took to social media a couple of different times in the last year and, and was like, oh, boy, what is he doing? Yep. Uh, and now a guy that had police presence and SWAT teams and outside his home in Queens Harbor twice now in six months and has now been arrested for unlawful sexual activity with minors. And that becomes the story. That's the new story. That's the new Telvin Smith. Uh, his football career appears to be over anyway, regardless oh, of what happened today. It's, make no mistake. It's done. So okay? It's done. <laughs> now he's in trouble with the law. Yeah. Um, yeah. Listen, I, I don't know what this charge. I mean, I know this charge means, obviously. I don't know, like, how in-depth is it? How many minors are we talking about? What the circumstances are? But all I know is when you get charged with something like this, this ruins your life, okay? This follows you for the rest of your life. So number one, yeah, kiss football goodbye. You're you're done there. Like you, you can't do what you did and expect to play football again. At least in my eyes, who knows? But to me, you're done playing football. And to me now, man, like your life completely changes. Like it's one thing. And listen, this is my opinion here, but if it's a drug charge, something like that, you know, I think I can be a little more understandable. Like, I, I get it, man. It's, it's part of the culture. Sometimes I'm in the league partying and all that stuff. I can understand that, man. But to me, the whole minor thing, that crosses the line, okay? And and that, obviously, in society, that it's looked down upon a lot more than drug charges, than weapons charges. Like, this this is not good for Telvin Smith. Um, once again, we'll find out more, hopefully, you know, the details involved. But just from the charge alone, Brent, it's not good. Here's the thing, too. Telvin Smith, and I don't want you to put this aside because this is now part of the story, but Telvin Smith is a mystery. People don't know the exact reason or they're not willing to share. There might be some close. Maybe a Jalen does. Maybe Puzz knows, you know, who was close to him, why he got out of football. And, again, I'm telling you that I, I feel like there were multiple reasons why he got out of football. That's what I've heard from various folks. But nobody can quite pinpoint the exact reason. So, and in addition to that, there was some talk, and I don't know how true this was, but that he let he hadn't talked to his agent in months around that time. Like, he had just basically cut ties with a lot of people. So people that were close to him that you could maybe get some information from, they didn't really know what was going on with Telvin Smith either. 
From a football standpoint in his agent and representatives, from a football standpoint to the Jacksonville Jaguars where there was no communication. Remember, we talked about that at length, right? I mean, we, we debuted our show in January of 2018, and the first couple of months, this Telvin Smith story hit. But there was zero communication about what was going on. And then I think there was one time where somebody had talked to him. Mm-hmm. Um, but but very little communication and details that the Jaguars even knew or could offer. Uh, and maybe there's a difference there, would offer rather than no. But it's really hard in today's day and age for a guy to say, I'm done with football. I want to say it was in March of last year. I'm done with football. And we don't know why. Well, I mean, but listen, to me, it's a couple of things. Either A, it stopped being fun. B, you were mentally there and you had to walk away. Uh, or C, it could be like a combination of drugs. I mean, like, to me, like, there's not a lot of options here, Brent. You know, like, you talk to the guy. You knew how much he cared about the game of football. So either the game stopped being fun for him or mentally something was up. I mean, to me, like, those are the only two possibilities. Like, what else could there be? Well, I mean, unless you know something I don't. Yeah, uh, I'm sorry, I was texting and tried to get somebody on, but the, I don't love football, and what was the other reason? Either he doesn't, like, he stopped loving the game of football, didn't want to go to work anymore, or mentally something was wrong with him. Yeah, and those could be reasons. Uh, I wonder if, I think it's fair to wonder about everything that was going on, even why the Jalen Ramsey's reasons and the Jan reasons, could that be a part of it? I wonder if personal life stuff, uh, whether it was girlfriends, uh, kids, anything could be a part of it. You know, you could go a bunch of different ways with this. Coaches, did he see eye to eye with? All as I can tell from people inside the Jags organization is they saw a shift in Telvin Smith in 2018, somewhere in the course of that year. Yeah. And they saw that love of the game that we all talk about and that we saw that we thought that was Telvin Smith kind of change a little bit. We saw a Telvin Smith that was supposed to be wearing the captain jersey and, and be a leader on that football team, really be one of the ringleaders of that team going south in 2018. So those things, I think, are true. The other stuff of why is still more conjecture and guessing, which I'm not really comfortable throwing out everything I've heard until someone else will substantiate it or somebody will give it to us or say it. I just really find it, along with this story, before all this went down today and even in November, so unusual in this day and age for somebody not to talk about it, say it, publicly um, share it. Even on social media, remember, he would you, you would almost try to interpret what he was saying. Like well, the yeah, cryptic I mean, he, he tweets cryptic. were the, like... The, the, yeah, I mean, that's everybody. Yeah, for sure. So it, it's, it's a really tough one uh, to quite figure out and put the pieces together on Telvin Smith. Now, what's not difficult to put the pieces together is what you just said, and now this legal part of it. Mm-hmm. In, in November, folks, uh, police outside his house, investigation begins, and six months later, uh, investigation... Uh, at least looks to be over and charges for unlawful sexual activity with minors. And uh, read what you said again, because I think this is important. Minor versus minors. What did the Florida law say? 
I mean, do you want me to read the, the whole chart? No, no, just say, just clarify oh, it no, the way so, you interpret yeah, so it. Listen, so because what, what minor was, sounds like is that means there's multiple. Correct. So he was charged with unlawful sexual activity with certain minors. And according to, once again, that's FloridaSenate.gov, which is the, the, the state website, um, basically it says that it can be one or multiple persons. So just because the word minors is put here in the charge does not mean that it's more than one person. Now, it very well could be. I'm just saying this is what the website tells me. All right. Uh, John Phillips, uh, we got him on the line. Uh, we're going to bring John Phillips into the fold here. And, and uh, by the way, I just shared the police report with John, so he's just getting this. But I hate talking legalese things that I don't know well enough. Uh, for and I'm and I know people are really curious about the information out there. Uh, what we do know now, John, is that uh, Telvin Smith is in jail uh, as of 5:20 uh, this afternoon, this evening. And he has been charged with unlawful sexual activity with certain minors. Can you kind of tell us what that could mean? Because everybody's wondering, is that one person, more than one person? And by the way, how are you doing? I'm good, thanks. Um, you know, it, it, facts facts will come out. Obviously, insert all disclaimers here. Someone is innocent until proven guilty in the court of law. What, what concerns me most is this is exactly what I heard last time, um, but they got the arrest to – well, they didn't make an arrest, but they, they didn't have their ducks in a row and just kind of pushed it uh, until, until their investigation, um, I guess, revealed that indeed – uh, Mr. Smith and some minor or minors had had relationships. And, and obviously, so anytime someone over 24, so there's some, you know, Romeo and Juliet exceptions to this. If you're 21 and your girlfriend's 18, 17, but, but anytime somebody over 24, is having sexual relations with somebody 16 or 17 that's illegal and it's a problem but i think most reasonable people will agree it kind of there there may be variances of significance um you know is this did he know that would change the facts Mm -hmm. um it, it, it it may not change the law he violated but it changed the facts was this uh, you know, did, did the person's parents know? Was this a relationship or was this, you know, something more deviant? Uh, and we just don't know those facts. But, I, you know, I, I, I hated when I heard from police and prosecutors that that's what this was uh, late last year. And, and to see it go down this way, it's just it's just a sad day for for a, a guy that, you know, really was publicly facing um, you know, a pretty good guy. It's the guy we knew was, you know, Telvin was a pretty good guy publicly facing. John Phillips with us uh, to, to kind of give us a little bit more insight on the legal part of this for Telvin Smith. And uh, just as a disclaimer, I just texted in this segment, uh, John, and asked him if he would just come on and provide us a, a little bit of insight. He, he Obviously, this is a charge. It just happened in the last hour. But we have heard similar stories, too, over the last five or six months, John, as you mentioned. And, and now it comes to fruition today, um, unlawful sexual activity with certain minors. I'll just keep you and ask you this one one question what does happen now going forward uh for telvin smith 
Short term, you know, he's already either said or or not spoken to police last year on this. Um, you know, he, he bond was posted. I, I saw that on the on the or, or bond was issued. So he he will have a first, like like anybody. If they got arrested, he'll have a first appearance in front of a judge. Um, things are a little different now because of COVID, but he'll have a first appearance. He'll be able to bond out. He'll meet with his attorneys and start putting up a, a legal defense. And again, this isn't something that he didn't know about. This isn't a, a new thing where he got you know pulled over for a DUI and had no idea this was coming. Um, this is something that his legal team has probably worked through uh, to this point. Um, and so he's you know he'll 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 bond out. He'll be eligible for bond um, and. You know, things are a little slower in the criminal justice system than they than they usually are because of covid. But, you know, th- th- there'll be hearings and 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 ultimately a trial date will be set. And and we'll 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 learn more about the evidence here as as things progress. But but I didn't say it in the first go around. But let me you know, let me express this is this is, I think, a second degree felony. Um, this is a significant, uh, significant charge, you know, dozens and dozens and dozens of years in jail, depending upon mm-hmm. how many victims there are and the complicating factors. Wow, uh, that does give us some insight. Uh, I, I will, uh, I'm going to lie to you, I'm going to ask you one more. Uh, I shouldn't lie to a lawyer, right? Uh, but the uh, six months from the start to now, is that normal? These are complicated cases. Uh, This is there's nothing really normal um, in minor sex cases. Um, The the whole thing that happened then uh, was odd. That was abnormal. You know, you don't you don't you don't go to the door to make an arrest and have, you know, the insiders under the criminal justice system talking about uh sex with a minor and then say nothing to see here and no release is ever made i've I've never seen that happen um but look sometimes police and prosecutors make mistakes and i i know last time um, some people got in trouble because too much information was released but any sports town but particularly you know the hometown jaguars Fans consume this stuff. He, you know, Kelvin again was was well respected. Um, I, I am concerned, gravely concerned, as a you know, as a, as a father, um, about about any allegations that that involve you know, sexual relations with a minor. Um, he, he's 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 up for a you know a long a long battle in the courts, out of the courts, and everywhere else. John Phillips, hey, thanks for joining us on Short Order, man. Really helpful to uh, the listeners and, and viewers and trying to figure out what's next uh, for Telvin Smith as he is charged today with unlawful sexual activity with certain minors. Hope you and your family are doing well during this time. Thank you, Brent. Y'all too. All right. That's John Phillips out here on Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. And, well, I I, I think he answered a, a bunch of the questions, right, kind of uh, saying what it is exactly, but how serious it is, too. Uh, and I would suspect just by the title of this, it's a very serious charge. Uh, but 
there are levels of seriousness as well and and what it could mean um uh for for Telvin Smith as he goes through the legal process uh here once again uh, i think uh, it's all new in the last hour in terms of the actual charge uh for Telvin Smith former Jaguars linebacker I uh, can tell you again, we were questioning about this this morning just in our newsroom. And all of a sudden this afternoon, there was police presence and a SWAT team outside the home of Telvin Smith at Queens Harbor for the second time in six months. And hours later, he was in handcuffs, arrested and uh, brought downtown and charged with unlawful sexual activity with certain minors. $50,000 bond. We'll see what happens next, but this is just the beginning of the next chapter. Uh, what could be a bad one for uh, Telvin Smith. I will say this from a football standpoint. I inquired a little today. Remember, the, the dollars were essentially frozen that the Jaguars had on the table for, I think it was like nine point something million for, for Telvin Smith. Mm. There really is no impact anymore on the dollars from what I can ascertain Mm -hmm. from the Jacks. Like there is no, well, if he gets this, if he does this, if he comes back, they've washed their hands of Telvin Smith. The the dollars are no longer, uh, it doesn't look like they don't have to take them back. They don't, none of that. And I thought, believe me, the, the last 24 hours brought this up a little bit was the moving on of Telvin Smith was certainly indicated by the fact that Shaq Quarterman is going to wear number 50 for the Jacksonville Jaguars, fourth round draft pick. That was Telvin Smith's number. So any anticipation of Telvin Smith returning in some form, even prior to this news today, looked like it wasn't going to happen. Jaguars don't want to worry about cap space and all of that. So uh, from a football perspective, that's what I could gather today. Yeah, I mean, listen, I'm just, it's it's been a crazy couple of years, right, for this Jaguars organization, and it really started with Talvin Smith not coming back to play football. And um, you could chalk up to a cautionary tale, man, all right? Like, the, this guy had everything. This guy was a pro bowler. This guy was a fifth-round pick, defied all expectations, um, paved the way for himself, and, you know, he was a leader in that locker room, and now he's he is where he's at and uh, and i get it innocent until proven guilty so we'll wait back and see what happens there but um to even be charged with this kind of thing um it's serious it's not good for him and um we'll see where it goes from here uh, according to Mike DiRocco, the Jaguars issued a statement on former player Telvin Smith. Uh, Jaguars are aware of the report involving former linebacker Telvin Smith. They even put it in their statement, former linebacker Telvin Smith. The club is unable to comment further on this ongoing investigation. So, I mean, just a formality there. Uh, probably have that one on a copy and paste ready to go. Just change name just in case. But uh, nothing new with the Jags. Again, the Jags don't have to. This is not a Jags player to them. This this is This is... No different than a guy that played 10 years ago for the Jags ending up on the police no, blotter. No, he's, he's, listen, he's not a player for the Jaguars, but still, he's got relationships in that building. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know? absolutely. Like, I, mean, I don't I'm mean to sure, sound insensitive yeah, to that. People, I'm just saying they don't have to There's no, they don't have to keep an eye on this from a league standpoint or anything no, like that no. uh, with Telvin Smith. Uh, so the sad saga of uh, Telvin Smith uh, does continue here uh, today um, in Jacksonville. He has been arrested for unlawful sexual activity with certain minors. It's a uh, second-degree felony here in the state of Florida. Uh, $50,000 bond. And, of course, all the legalities that will now take place has a right to uh, prove his innocence.
uh, along the way. A six-month investigation. Looks like it is all wrapped up uh, with Telvin Smith in handcuffs. So that's going to do it. A uh, strange way to end the show. But uh, we told you we'd keep you updated on the Telvin Smith situation when we started the show and how things have materialized throughout the afternoon. We'll keep you posted on the TV side throughout the rest of the night, CBS 47 and Fox 30. I'll see you then. And tomorrow we'll be back at it here on radio and on our video platforms, 3 p.m. until 6 p.m. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Have a good night, everybody.